Welcome to this week's Technocast brought to you by the National TUPSSO Franchise Owners Association. Uh, my name is Joe Gall. I'm a three-story MCO down here in South Florida. Now today I want to do a quick Technocast on the lawsuit that's going on with McDonald's, namely over their McFlurry machines. Uh, the case is Kitsch, K-Y-T-C-H, Inc. versus Gamble. You can look it up. Uh, I provide a link on this email uh, yourself if you want to read the whole case. Quite lengthy. Uh, we all know that the McDonald's McFlurry soft serve machines are broken constantly. The McDonald's junkies would know that more than anybody else, but it's been on the news and it's been in papers or whatever you read. The reasons why are becoming clearer and clearer. McDonald's uses Taylor Company as their approved vendor, which we know what that means because they are the vendor for the machines. Uh, Taylor, as it turns out, has made the software on these machines so overly complicated that it is literally impossible for some someone other than a Taylor Tech to troubleshoot and repair it. In 2019, Taylor reported revenues of over $80 million just from maintaining and repairing these machines. So what incentive does Taylor have to come up with uh, a permanent fix? None. So let them break. So along comes Ka uh, Kitsch. They reverse engineer the software to uncover a programming house of cars, which is why the machines are always down. Through these through the use of programmers, AI, and machine, uh, machine learning, Kitsch develops a third-party device that will stabilize the Taylor software. Kitsch intends to continue developing this software in the hopes of selling it to franchisees who are not only losing revenue but selling out tens of thousands of or shelling out tens of millions of dollars per year to keep the machines running for about only 87% of the time. Taylor and McDonald's catches wind of this and begin to counteract Kitsch's device by actively installing software updates that foil the Kitsch device and also cause the machines to suffer even more downtime. Kitsch is now suing the franchise association, a Simcoe like we would call them, who was helping to test Kitsch's device and violated his uh, NDA with Kitsch by sharing the device and all of its code with Taylor and McDonald's. Why I find this interesting is strikes directly at the nature of the relationship between franchisee, franchisor, and authorized vendors. Can or should a franchisor only allow one approved vendor? And what is the franchisor to do if that vendor is not acting in good faith? What recourses do franchisees have? A third party, non-approved vendors find their way in, or can third party or non-approved vendors find their way into the market? You know, from our perspective, I see a long the lines of the franchisor forcing something on the franchisees that is costly, time-consuming, and expensive with more economical, easier alternatives exist that the franchisees would use were it not for the insistence on the franchisor to use an approved vendor, i.e. look at our MPOS, look at our Blue Horizon, but again, we're stuck. In my area, we have only one approved contractor for signs, <coughs> and we only have one approved contractor for construction. And both companies will now require all communications to go through the area office. To get any answers at all has become very cumbersome and, quietly, and quite frankly annoying. The prices, of course, are outrageous, but which, why shouldn't they be? There's no competition. Remodels take more than a year to complete. Why? Because the one contractor is too busy to get to you. So you pay double rent and incur extra fees just because he's doing three other stores at the same time. In my last remodel that happened just January of this year, I'm still waiting on a few minor things to get completed. I just wrote them off at this point. You know, I paid as required in the one-sided contract, which includes a 20% uh, area franchise, 20% cut, 
So they don't care anymore. So what can I do? Complain to who? My area franchise, my area franchise office doesn't care. The contractor doesn't care. He got paid. Somebody at my home office? No. They just tell me to contact my area, the area office. And I get labeled as a uh, complainer. So should I get an attorney? Well, the answer is yes, but we all should as a, as a group. But how much good money should we throw away at the bad? You know, in my case, if I go after the franchisee, area franchisee on my own, you know, win or lose, I will be a target of his retaliation. Compliance, I'll never pass again. Try to sell my store, he would never approve the buyer and make the whole process long, painful, and expensive. So what do we do? We do what we always do. Just shut up and take it or get out. I'm tired of it. This uh, McDonald's case is going to be take uh, many years to settle, I'm sure, but it's going to be very interesting to watch. Also, there's an ethical and perhaps torturous implications for keeping something broken too many to make money off of the uh, maintenance and repairs. You know, every franchisor is pissed at McDonald's for letting this get so far. There's going to be a tremendous pressure pressure to settle, but even if they settle, there's not going to be a court. There's there's not going to be there's not a court precedent created that's going to take going to affect franchising for the future. If someone else decides to hold off hold the line, and because it's uh, it never was adjudicated, then they may get their butt handed to them, and precedent will get set anyway. So this also brings franchising issues to the mainstream, which means state legislators will be more open to seeing it as a serious issue. If this was uh, if this is what's happening to McDonald's, imagine what's happening to the rest of the industry. But would state legislators spend the time to investigate this? You know, will there be lobbyists to prevent such action? The only time will tell. But the longer it plays out, the more crap that comes out, and the better it can be for franchises everywhere. Hopefully, all franchise associations like the CFA, which this association is a member of, uh, will be able to learn, benefit, and pass the information on to us. But more than likely, this will get settled and buried. Either way, litigation is expensive, extremely necessary, extremely necessary but expensive. So imagine at the end of all this, franchises, franchisors were required to have a fiduciary duty to their franchisees. We can only dream, everyone. So in that time, we wait, we go on, have a good time, have a good week, make some money. Talk to you next week.